0: Welcome to episode 122 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl
1: podcast. That was live at Twisted Lords Con 2021.
0: That is the ever-booming voice of Scott Prime. Uh, this is Steve, a.k.a. Killawagi, And uh, as he said, we just got back from a tournament. So that's why this episode is a little late.
1: Uh, it's probably a lot late by now, but yeah, it's a that's lot okay. Late. That's okay. We... Paused it on purpose because we were going to, you know, talk about some fluffiness. And we had a tournament coming up, so we didn't want to save one for the other, so...
0: Yeah, it was going to be late anyways because of my birthday and us going to play games for the weekend and all that.
1: Well, I don't know if that was totally that. Shut up. Okay, it was because Steve's birthday lasted two straight weeks.
0: (laughs) I don't know all about that, but we did have a good time.
1: No, it was a great time. Um, Steve's birthday weekend. Um, in case people you know, don't follow me on Facebook, we played... Um, I got the list right here. You want me to talk about this, Steve?
0: Yeah, I know it's not
1: Blood Bowl related, so... Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, we played 23 different games over the course of a Thursday to a Sunday night at midnight. Um, let's see, we... I played 21 of the 23 games. I have no idea how many of those you played, Steve. A lot less. <laughs> a, a lot less, but at the same time, you played probably at least 15 or 16 games.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah. There was a ton of games.
1: Uh, uh, we played a Nemesis game three times. We played Dice Throne three times. Valorant Villainy, Minions of Mordek got played twice. Uh, we played a game of Oath. That's from the makers of the, the board game Root. Uh, Played one game of Dead of Winter. We played some Trial by Trolley, Bunny Kingdom. Me and Jennifer, we were there. Nobody else played this, but we played uh, Marvel United together. Uh, Red Dragon Inn 2 was played. Camp Grizzly was played several times. Fortune and Glory, Poopocalypse, Cucumber Sandwich, and the always crowd favorite once they get to play the game because I think it's silly at first, Camel Up.
0: Yep, of course, the crowd favorite was Camp Grizzly. If you're not aware, it's like a slasher film, board game, and it's stupid expensive on eBay.
1: It is stupid expensive. Our our buddy who brought that really... (laughs) He's going to kill me for saying this. He should probably take care of it a little bit better. Oh,
0: yeah, no doubt. (laughs) No sleeves, no protection, yeah.
1: Right. Um, And when we say
0: crazy money, we're talking $1,500.
1: For probably everything he has, because he has all the expansions. Right. I know Je- Jennifer, for for my birthday this year, she got a really good used copy. Like It's a really nice copy. Yeah, it really is. And she felt like a, it was a steal for $200, and it really was. I mean, it's just the base set, but it's in great condition. Yes, I have all my stuff sleeved and everything so we can play. What's funny about Camp Grizzly is... Is we've been playing it at home, and we cannot even get close to beating Otis in yeah. that game. Um, He just dominates us. So I almost wonder if uh, our buddy Sarge, who has all the expansions, if that maybe dilutes the deck some to make Otis less hard.
0: Yeah, because there are some t- cards that pop out that aren't as Otis heavy.
1: That's that's what I'm kind of curious about. Like, did the expansion cards just add like weapons and interactions, or did it also have some like Otis attack cards in there? So plus, I also gaming...
0: when we play with him, we tend to play with more people, so that could well, do maybe it that's too.
1: it too. I mean, yeah, if you're gonna play with a group of you know six to seven, you're gonna have a more people survive and have a chance to win.
0: We so. played a whole game with nobody having sex. Isn't that weird? Yeah. We played one, what is it called? It's not having sex, it's...
1: Uh, fooling Around. Fooling around.
0: Yep. There's specific cards for fooling around. Where you can bring people to you, you can give away cooties, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, it's a horror film. What do you expect? It's from the 80s. But yeah, one game, and normally, it's just like every other card, people are fooling around, messing things <laughs> up, but one That's game, right. it was just like completely virgin territories, like a Christian summer camp film or something.
1: Well, maybe that's what it was. I mean, <laughs> I, that's what I always think. Every time we play that, I think of these being, you know, cheesy 80 horror movies. So. Oh, absolutely. That's the fun of them. But, but, yep, yeah, that was a good uh, weekend to get together, play some board games. So, yeah. We talked a little, we talked a little Blood Bowl, like how we missed our old league and everything. But, yeah. And Sarge um, was the one
0: who did our Blood Bowl weekly stuff. That was the key impetus of us keep going most of the time.
1: Oh, my gosh. If he would probably keep doing the newsletters I don't know if the league would have ever stopped because <laughs> Stop. <laughs> even Most if it was no. just like me you and <laughs> Gary playing we might yeah. have kept doing it <laughs> um, good stuff um, let's talk some Blood Bowl today Steve okay anything excites you
0: uh, we have not seen any news recently I mean um, we got
1: new dice coming in yay I mean kind of I guess. you know it's cr- So I'm going to give a... a, I guess I should save this for shoutouts, but I'm not. I'm going to say it here. Okay. (laughs) I guess GW, according... Now, this is what... I'm going off the information of two store owners. (laughs) According to my store owner, they can't get the Blood Bowl dice and stuff in. According to another store owner who owns a store in Iowa, and his name happens to rhyme with Rance. Rance cursed. (laughs) rants dirt cough um (laughs) he said that now gw makes you go through their online website portal so you can't talk to the rep and order these dice and products you have to go through this like portal thing Mm -hmm. and i could be wrong but i thought I, i got the impression that like he has to pay shipping for each individual item i'm not sure on that so don't quote me on that at all um Anyways, it's another little hoop to jump through if your store wants to carry this stuff. Well, evidently, as much as I love my shop, man, there's times where it's like, just jump through the hoop. I want to buy dice from you. Yeah. But I'm not. So I'm buying dice from Rance Dirkhoff in um, Iowa. So if you're out there, this really is a plug for Chance Kirchhoff and Critical Hit Games in Iowa City, Iowa. If you can't get dice, or your shop's not getting them, because they don't want to go through the hoop because they're an old man, and they just don't want to take that extra step, they only want to talk to their rep. Or <laughs> it feels like we always have bad reps at Wizards Asylum too. Every time I ask him a question, he's like, "My rep didn't mention anything about this that." It was like,
0: might be an indicator that's not the not the person. Could be the store owner,
1: but it could be, or maybe this region doesn't sell a lot, so we get the bad reps. That too, you know, like they. Start out turnover. here. Yeah. I, I don't really know, but I'm just telling you if you're out there and you don't get dice locally and you haven't seen the, a lot of the new dice, you can give Chance a call. <laughs> give him a big heads up and he will charge you for shipping, but you can get your dice. Yeah. So, it's well worth it if you want them. So, so that's like an early shout out to Chance Kirchhoff from Critical Head Games.
0: Other than that, I don't think we have anything new to talk about. And. The only thing we would be talking about is what we're going to be talking about in the episode. So, what we,
1: are we going to talk about on this episode, Steve?
0: We're going to talk about two things: dwarves and the tournament we just went to, Twisted Lords Con twenty twenty one.
1: We actually played in a tournament, folks.
0: We sure did, and the f- we're going to save that time for the since end.
1: Oklahoma Bowl? Is that right?
0: I don't know. I don't think I played in that. So, really, it's the first time since World Cup for me and like if i did not i I
1: went to chaos cup so like this is the first time since chaos cup so and if i did not play
0: in Oklahoma Bowl at all two years ago then it's the first full game of blood bowl i've played since world cup
1: that's crazy dude
0: yeah and we will talk about that when we get to it but first up we're going to talk about dwarves
1: all right we're gonna come back with some fluffy dwarf goodness see ya
0: okay so we're back we're going to talk about dwarves the fluff the history our teams um what's there about i mean the fluff they've been around since the first edition they're the ones who translated the the nuffle bible i guess
1: yeah i mean like really if you're going blood bowl wise you know it's you need to thank the dwarves and the orcs for fighting and then you know finding and translating the the books and then playing you know a somewhat game of uh blood bowl at the beginnings mm-hmm.
0: and the commissioner,
1: um, and what commissioner Rosell. yep the first commissioner Rosell. um i think that's how you, i don't know whatever it's it's a play off the old uh, nfl commissioner pete Rosell. yeah um dwarves you know in the warhammer universe they were like the first like beings. Like, the Old Ones made them first to kind of terraform, if I remember correctly, terraform the planet. And, um, I mean, I'm even looking at it right now. It is said that the dwarves, like many other races that lived among the world, were created by the benevolent godlike beings known as the Old Ones. Powerful and immensely intelligent, beyond mortal standards. It was said that these beings were the ones who seeded the first forms of life upon this otherwise barren planet. After using the immense godlike powers to terraform the planet and brought it closer to the sun, they were planted the first seeds of life, and thus the first dwarves were created. Uh, and then the gods of the dwarven pantheon followed. So I guess they didn't terraform the world, but they were they were created by the old ones. Close enough at the beginning. So the the dwarves have been around for a long time. And uh, if I remember correctly, too, uh, there was a lot of lore in the old. Now I'm going Warhammer role-playing game. Yeah. not And this was the old role-playing game from, like, 1988. It was what I played. Instead of playing d and I played the Warhammer role-playing game. And uh, there was a lot of stuff. I think it was called The War of the Beard and all the grudges. And the dwarves, of course, hate the elves. And the elves hate the dwarves and everything else. So, like, they go way, 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 way back. Um as to blood bowl, <laughs> did you have you ever played dwarves?
0: I mean, duh. But in I mean, a, in I a mean, league? like a league, like a oh, league. No, God, no. I don't
1: recall you ever playing.
0: I have no interest in that. That just sounds horrible. Okay, so I guess this is where our personal biases would come in. I don't like dwarves. and I know you know they're cheap, they're broken, they're high armor. All that type of stuff. That's not even the reason. I just find them boring for the most part. I don't know. Whatever their lore is, I, it just does not appeal to me.
1: Um, I think I think where my love towards the dwarves come from is playing second edition. And, I mean, a lot of it goes into falling in love with that Pete Nifton art. I know, like, we, we stroke the flames of uh, Pete Nifton a lot here. But, I mean, that was so... <laughs> Mesmerizing to just see the pictures and everything. I mean, the art was so much of it back then because you know, we did everything by imagination, we played all these teams with the red team and the blue team, and we didn't the numbers represented the players, not necessarily the model. And so, we had the art to go off of. And yeah, I mean, the right from the beginning, I was just drawn to dwarves, I just thought they looked cool. I don't know. There's something about it. That, and I've never been the guy like when we played Warhammer, I didn't think about, you know, I want to be a dwarf or anything like that. But man, for some reason, the second edition, the dwarves were where I wanted to go. Maybe it's just because they were tough guys and they all look like linemen because when I was playing football, in junior high and high school i was a lineman so maybe that was the draw you know i can like, see little, that yeah little pud- pudgy guys taking the ball and running and i mean what lineman doesn't have a fantasy of you know getting a a weird interception or a fumble <laughs> recovery and trying to take it down which yeah. I, ha- I had one of those in my career that's awesome I intercepted, I intercepted the ball and you know everybody on my team thinks that one of my own guys clipped a player into me and that's how I got tackled. And they said, Oh, Scott would have scored a touchdown. That's not really the case. <laughs> Scott, Scott was really out of gas. And that guy did clip him into me, mm-hmm. but that guy would have caught me. <laughs> I'm telling, I'm telling everybody right now It's 10 yards away, but I would have got tackled, but uh, I like how everybody remembers the story better that I would have scored a touchdown. So, uh, so I don't know, maybe that's the draw is like, they were just these little burly guys, like the linemen, and, you know, go from there. Um I remember, you know, they also in second edition were the guys who had the the dwarf warhammerers had the, like, um, bazookas and the weapons and stuff like that. So, like, they just seemed like these little, you know, they were kind of like, yeah, all the weapons. And... Second edition dwarves were kinda like goblins in a lot of ways. They used you know yeah. machinery and they used gunpowder and stuff like that. So there was a, a kind of a lure t- towards them. You know?
0: That is true. I will say second edition dwarves pull me more than post second edition. Because you're right, all the chainsaws, the blunderbuss, the killdozer, the death roller, all of yeah, that. Yeah,
1: all that stuff and the and the art behind it and everything mm-hmm. is I think that's where I go back to too, because I'm not so interested in the current dwarves, not that the models are bad and stuff, but like, I just always reach back when it comes to lore and yeah. stuff like that to second edition.
0: Now, I will say, you know, a lot of people give gruff to the current edition, but I think the current edition dwarves are some of the better ones they've put out recently. Of the models? Yeah. I know they're standing on their beards or whatever, but screw it. It's dynamic. I think it's cool. It doesn't have um, to be for everybody.
1: I go back and forth on this. I mean, I, let's talk about the models. Now, was there first edition dwarf models?
0: There are. I mean, there's the oh, there's that's... the paper chads that come in the first edition box. And then there's also the... the there's
1: one metal guy, right?
0: Two. There's a defender and attacker.
1: Okay. And, the... and they kind of had the weird spikes on their heads, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or it looks awkward compared to today's... Oh, yeah. All the first editions are models. weird
0: and then second edition you got a team they're chubby with the crisscross on them
1: oh my gosh you did i i i got a team of those for christmas one year you know back when i was in junior high high school and i remember some guy mouthing off in art class that he doesn't he likes painting and he'll paint them and it would take him like 20 bucks yeah and, man, I mean, back then, 20 bucks was a lot of money. <laughs> you know, back when comics were $0.75 cents each, that was a lot of comic money. Sure, yeah. And I said, I'll bring you $20 tomorrow if you'll paint this team. And it took him probably three months. Jeez. But I finally got the team. And that second edition team I used today was painted by Stephen Owensby from Choctaw, Oklahoma. <laughs> and he hated every second of it. I mean, like, he even said, like, man, I should have asked for a lot more money. And Did
0: I'm you like, look good, though? I mean, for the time... I mean,
1: I like them at the at the time they were epic. I mean, I was the only guy that had a painted team, and Gary and Robert, you know, we were playing, and I wanted to use my models. That's the first time I was like, "I'm using my models, not using anything else."
0: Yeah, and then um, so that the third second edition, yeah, third edition it? comes around. Second edition did have the Death Roll. third edition,
1: they're okay. I mean, there's something about them. I, you know, I, I told you this at a tournament. It's, it's weird that we're talking about. This first and the tournament second, so I might be going back and forth and saying some of the same things. Um, I told you the day at the tournament, looking at your models because you used a third edition team. Yeah, I was like, I really like these models, and I kept telling myself like, why do I love those models? And I, I really think it comes back to Brian Hill had a third edition team, mm. and Brian Hill was one of our buddies that we lost a couple of years ago, and. I think maybe that's why I love the third edition models because every time I see them, I think of Brian playing dwarves. Yeah, I can see now, that. They're not, they're not bad models. They're just different styles. They have the big long beards. Mm-hmm. They're really stocky. They're a little bit taller than the second edition. They're kind um, of
0: plain looking, if that makes sense. Maybe it's just because they're so prevalent and we've seen them so much that we just got immune to them.
1: The troll slayers to me are very, very, very plain. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Um, I don't know. I kind of like the long beards and stuff on them, but I mean, I, I get it. If you don't like them, that's yeah. fine too. Um, I, and, I, and then
0: unless you have something else I will say fifth edition real quick, we had the death roller come out and we had some star players come out, but no new team.
1: What was that death roller? Oh, that's right. The big kind of, it was very, it was up clinic-y. on it. It's not clunky. It's um, it's it's actually more detailed than the old second
0: Dynamic one. again. It's yeah, uh, dynamic. It's lurching forward or whatever, like landing. Yeah.
1: yeah, the guy had a big um, like a shifter in his hand, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a cool model actually. Mm-hmm. Um, what what was Flint Churnblade model and all that?
0: Flint, well, there's two of them. I think there there's was a second, second edition, edition one,
1: but and there's a fifth edition. Okay. Both really cool models. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love that second edition dwarf, but he's in that old style. Yeah. So. Um, um. What what do we yeah. call this latest stuff? The 2020 edition dwarves? Yeah. Yeah, essentially. I don't mind them either. I, I guess they all have their place. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I do. I like them when them they're all. well painted.
0: White Like, yours are real well done, but when they're white with the offset of jewels and the Nice colors, they really pop. I think I think they're done well.
1: Um, another dwarf team that is not made by GW, but I own this team as well is the ones that um was the Pedro Pedro Ramos did. Yeah, those are awesome. Those models are epic because they're so. <laughs> Pedro does a pretty good job of making things look second edition. <laughs> But also designed for the the current product, and yeah, I think
0: he's big in the Nifton side of Blood Bowl.
1: Uh, has he said that? Yeah, yeah, he he loves Pete Nifton. Okay, because he is the modern day Pete Nifton, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, someone said that to him before, and he took it as a giant compliment, and he's like, "Yeah, that's where I got most of my inspiration," and blah blah blah.
1: Well, you can tell, and that dwarf team. The only bad thing. <laughs> happened with that is, is i got that team and then it was months later you know that they said like you know all the all the models changed they're a little bit bigger now mm-hmm. but that ain't gonna stop me i i still one day plan on getting those painted but i don't yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> um if you are a guy out there and you are looking for fluff there is a ton of fluff out there on dwarves all you have to do is google Warhammer dwarves or dwarf yeah. and you're going to get the history from the Warhammer wiki. There's uh I think there's even one on Wikipedia. There's stuff that talks about the the eight peaks, the eight different peaks. So if you need a location, you can find these locations. Um I'm going by memory here and not in front of me, but they had um I know one of the peaks translates. I think it's Karzak uh, Karzak, or I don't know. Anyways, Correct. it translates into Everpeak. Okay. And I've seen teams at um, Blood Bowl tournaments. They, You can tell some people have done their research, and they take one of these names from the peak, one of these peaks, and it's in that Dwarven language, and then they add like a, a mascot to it, which is that's cool. What, and, that's what most well of my then, teams are.
0: So I have... We can get into that. I, I, I have played Dwarves in tournaments,
1: and most of mine do start with a Karrak. Is it Karrak on... Not yeah. Karzak, right? Karzak. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's a, it's a location set in the world. And so, you know, go for it. Even further, though, you can, like, dig down and find out, like, what that city is, like, kind of known for. And, like, these people are known for their runes. So you could go, oh, I'm going to make this team the runesmiths or, mm-hmm. you know, the miners or whatever it is. I mean, it's out there. So you can find. <laughs> there's no excuse. I, like, I cannot find enough stuff on warhammer dwarves or this world oh yeah for sure now um, that being
0: I, said you winced out and played the dwarf giants first year in yeah. our so league.
1: i kind of have an excuse because when i started <laughs> playing blood bowl we just thought you picked teams that were already made up we Makes thought sense. we were buying a game that was like <laughs> this is role-playing game it would be like if you bought the NFL role-playing game, and mm-hmm. you go, oh, I'll take the Patriots and the Houston Oilers. Well, that's what we thought. So, yeah, surprisingly, I did not like the New York Giants at the time, but my first team, my first main two teams when I played uh, Blood Bowl 2nd Edition was the Dwarf Giants and the Oldheim Ogres. So, yeah, I've always loved the Dwarf Giants, and because of the way I got introduced to Blood Bowl, I don't feel like I have any problem playing the Dwarf Giants at a tournament because they're fluffy and they yeah. go with it. But at the same time, most of the time, if like I went to a tournament and had a human team, I would not play with the Reekland Reavers because I would think, eh, I'll make up my own thing. and have yeah. my own. So I feel like because I played a 40-team league of 16 weeks with the Dwarf Giants... I feel like they're a part of me and I think that's probably it more than anything is like I've role played these guys (laughs) for a a year of my real life (laughs) and played a ton of games with them and came up with coaches and when players passed away, came up with new players. I kind of feel like I just took over and they are a part of me. So to me, they are still fluffy. Yeah. Um, Most of the time when I play dwarves at tournaments, I do go with the dwarf giants. Uh, My plan Always has been with the once I got the Pedro Ramos team was to get that painted in like New England Patriot colors, and instead of uh, was it Carrack uh, Carrack or whatever it is, I was going to, which is EverPeak. I was going to come up with a team called the New EverPeak, you know, Patriots or whatever. So it would still be dwarf and kind of NFLish at the same time, but. <laughs> I haven't pulled the trigger because I feel like calling them New EverPeak Patriots is kind of lame, and then calling them like New Ever like EverPeak Patriarchs is kind of lame because one of our friends had the team mascot as the Patriarchs. So I don't know where to go with this, which leads to this last weekend. Okay, well, do you, uh,
0: do you want to talk about the leagues first, then we get into tournaments?
1: Yeah, like, we can do I that. I mean,
0: did you ever play anything besides Dwarf Giants as a dwarf team in that league?
1: Well, back in second edition, we everybody controlled 13 teams. Well, I mean like our home league. And okay. So, yeah, going what, 20 years later when we started our league with our friends. Yeah. Um, my first team was the Dwarf Giants and I used a lizardman team. So, I just carried over the Dwarf Giants. I believe it was also Gary brought over the Oakland Raiders. Mm -hmm. And um, part of this is...
0: For anyone confused, we took two teams.
1: So it was not the Dwarf Giants as a Lizardman team. No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I took the New Kets of Saints and the Dwarf Giants. And um, I don't know, part of playing these... um, To me, part of playing these leagues with your friends, having one or two guys from our old fluff back when we were in high school really means a lot to me because it feels like it's all part of the shared universe. And it's just years later,
0: everyone else really enjoyed it too, because they had history coming in. So, you know, it made sense, you know, why you liked someone or didn't like someone is always neat to see them.
1: Yeah. I mean, and right off the bat, you know, me and Gary coming from the quote, you know, second edition teams that of course we're going to have a rival and, um, so I played the Dwarf Giants the first season, <laughs> ironically enough, being Gary both made the playoffs and we both made the finals, and we had a very close two to one game with the Dwarf Giants winning our very first ever Dragonfire Blood Bowl League. Mm-hmm. And um,
0: the final was actually played at Dragonfire Comics.
1: <laughs> and um, really, I think that was the time where I thought I decided, like, maybe we should because I didn't want to play them anymore. I felt like I did what I needed to do. <laughs> you know, I kind of brought some teams in from the old times of when I played blood bowl, mm-hmm. and we're transitioning over besides I wanted to play new things. And so uh, I think that's where I kind of came up with the concept. Why don't we just retire teams or at least make them sit out one season in our, our home league once they won the, the league, you know, in our way, our fluff side of that was like, you know, they win the league, and they go tour. They go, go make a lot of money on the tour. They go to Lustria, wherever they need to go. So that's how we did that. Um, my dwarf names might not be, <laughs> if we're talking about just naming dwarves and stuff, I kind of go with that old second edition humor. And I try to put pieces of the past on the present when I play the dwarf giants. So um, I remember playing, we got the star player book. We are all happy that they came with star players. We sit down, we remake our rosters with the star players on it. There's this awesome guy named Axebreaker Jones. He's a dwarf. He's a star player. Axebreaker Jones. How, how can you not love that name? It's a good name. Well, Steve, the first game I played with Axebreaker Jones, <laughs> he gets like his neck broke, which is awful. Neckbreaker Jones. So, he's gone. So immediately, I came up with Axebreaker Breaker Jones Jr., his son, because they're dwarves and they live forever. And I acted like Axe Breaker Jones became an assistant coach, and we just moved on with life. And Axe Breaker Jones junior Fluffwise has never, or like in the league, has never lived up to his father's legend. But I've always carried him on the team. <laughs> um, some of these characters I've had back from when I was um, a kid, uh, Naylor Goldhart was the blitzer back from second edition. He's still around back in second edition. You didn't have runners. So your blitzers most of the time ran the ball because they had three agility. Um, I prided myself that he almost got a hundred yards every game or more. Cause we kept track of the paces or yards. <laughs> and, uh, he was a uh, over a thousand yard rusher for the, the, the season, uh, I don't know. It was just a cool little thing. He wasn't anything special, really. His skill-wise was nothing special. It's just like he had this magic to him. And then my other demon, or my other blitzer, his name was Sam Demon Killer. And he was kind of like second edition's version of a Troll Slayer. You know, he had Mighty Blow, and he was kind of the meaner of the two blitzers. You had the one guy who was really pure, you know, neither Goldheart, who would shave off his beard well, if they lost the game because he was shamed and his pride was hurt, and then he would grow the beard out. So I'd always draw pictures of him, depending on the win streak, you know, how long his beard was. And um, back in 2nd Edition, we didn't have Troll Slayers either. So that's why Sam Demon Killer was kind of, like I said, a, a Troll Slayer before there was Troll Slayers, in, in interestingly. Um, I think I had a thrower on that team, but I didn't use him much because we had throwers back in 2nd Edition. Um, a few guys that just kind of made the cut over from second edition to my current dwarf giants team. I have a few guys from the original roster on my team, but then, um, I have a few players that made it up, they graduated, so to speak, from Dungeon Bowl. Uh, Havoc Havoc Cavewalker, he was (laughs) a a player from Dungeon Bowl that I brought up, and then Laughing Harry the Mad. And in Dungeon Bowl, he was, I've talked about him before on the podcast, how he was a he's just a dwarf who would randomly just. you know, Miller about the the cavern in the dungeon bowl and just hit anything that moved and that's kind of how I played them. So, that's cool. Anyways, that's kind of, you know, in I believe, I believe Grimwald Grimbreath, the other star player, eventually died on the dwarf giants team in our second edition too. Um when I play them currently, if I ever play them in a league or at tournaments, Grimwald Grimbreath is the "quote coach. So, yeah. Because I always name my coach even if I take the team. Um, now, fluff wise, I've kind of changed this up uh, for our last tournament. I, um, I tr- decided to use some different models that were, uh, what are you calling it? 2020 edition? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2020 edition models. Uh, they have a lot of like bronze and copper and white uniforms and stuff. And like, I, they were actually Jennifer's dwarf team when she started playing. Um, Dustin Parsons was kind enough to take the commission and paint this team for Jennifer and a cool little setup he made and everything for him co- cool coach model and so I started playing around with the idea instead of doing like the new Everpeak whatever to fight like a Patriots thing you know the Patriots always for years played in Foxboro. and that's where I was like Roxboro, like rocks and dwarves are up in the mountains <laughs> and mining so I came up with the Roxborough and then I'm not kidding. As we prepared for this tournament for days, I struggled with names and wasted time at work looking at breaks and looking at fluff and this and that. And then I just started staring at the models. They kind of look like little like astronauts or you know something like they would <laughs> fly around. Okay, you know, like yeah. like pilots. I can almost. see that. And, I, and then I was like, because the white uniforms. Just, yeah, I was just like, I think I'm going to go with the Roxborough Rockets, which has nothing to do with the New England Patriots at all, uh, but. It still kind of worked for me. So when we did play um, this last tournament, which we'll talk about in the next segment, I went out on a limb and played a different dwarf team in my mind. I know it's the same thing. But oh, yeah. in my head, the Roxborough Rockets began their career. And I don't know how I'm going to keep that name, but I don't hate it either. What so. sucks
0: is I've played dwarves four times in tournaments gotten progressively worse every time, which is interesting. But um, my favorite... I don't like them. i play them. Don't like them. But my favorite team name, one of them, is my Karak Karnog Death Rockets. Because
1: they I don't remember um, this at all.
0: Um, I took them to Carnage Cup 2018.
1: I did not go to Carnage Cup. That's why I don't know about oh, it. Oh,
0: that makes sense. So um, I've done Death Rockets before, and there's a city... And the Howling Wastes, they're my Chaos Dwarf team that I took to 3 die Brawl in 2018. Mm -hmm. And I really liked the name and the logo. So when I was stumped for the next tournament, I just slapped that on there because they were the Howling Wastes Death Rockets. Hmm. And like I said, it it was a cool logo. So that's
1: really all it came down to. Well, it worked with your... um, I mean, yeah, it worked with the theme of the tournament, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of Carnage Cup. Exactly. Now, now Jennifer, when she played Dwarves, she, if you're not familiar at all with the landscape of the old world, there is a World's Edge Mountains, which is where like all these dwarf, you know, mines and cities and stuff could be located. Yeah. As well as, you know, like little tribes of, you know, goblins or orcs or whatever infiltrating the dwarves. Um, She just used that region. And in second edition, they did the same thing. There was the World's Edge Wanderers, which was a dwarf team.
0: And they actually wandered around to different places, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah. Um, so she used the World's Edge, um, and then she was, I guess there's like a weapon or something, and wow, like a wild hammer. So she was the wild hammers, which I don't know where she got that. and
0: It, it worked, works.
1: Yeah, you know, for sure. But It worked. Might be wild hammerers. I don't know. Did you know I was about? Let's see. I'm 47 now. It wasn't until a couple of seasons into our league that we were playing. You know, um, ten years ago, that I realized in second edition there was two dwarf teams. <laughs> One of them was the Dwarf Giants, and the other team was the Dwarf War. Hammerers. I always thought they were just the dwarf warhammers,
0: and that's called not the
1: dwarf warhammerers, right? And then I've through research, I found out there was a unit called a warhammerer for like um, whatever the warhammer game where you play with the miniatures and you just fight the skirmish type game. Okay, I had no idea that, and my friends. Didn't either. We just it's... thought they were the Warhammers. I mean, you're like, was... like the weapons. Yeah, of course. So, so... I actually prefer the Dwarf Warhammers <laughs> better than the Dwarf warhammer <laughs> But whatever. So how many times have you taken them to a tournament? Um. Well, that's a great question. Uh, three times after this last time. Okay. Um, I don't want to really go into the results of that tournament yet, but I will say this. I love the idea of dwarves. I love the fluff of dwarves. I like the miniature of the dwarves. I want to be a dwarf guy. But the truth is, is I'm not. They're not for me.
0: And we do have to give a shout out to the 40 Miners for being a well-known dwarf team that kind of got us into the fluff. I mean, we were already into the fluff, but... It was cool seeing Extreme's team have its own website and the match reports and the logos. And- I'm,
1: I'm glad you brought that up because I really think maybe I mean it's possible it I don't know for sure, but seeing him take the same team for 10, 20 tournaments in a row and just build off the fluff and like do little press releases at the time, like he was way into that. Oh yeah, it was awesome. The fact that he really did that. Kind of about the time that we got into going to tournaments probably changed my perspective on tournaments that yes, tournaments are there. You can play a one-off or, or three games off and move on, but it really is better when you kind of make some fluff around it. Yeah. You, you care about your team name, you care about certain players, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, yeah, give him a lot of credit to that. I was actually really jealous for a long time of <laughs> all that because I was like, I'm, I played dwarves since I was in junior high. What was this guy thinking? You know, but right. he did a good job and I actually kind of missed some of that. I mean, I know he doesn't to my knowledge he doesn't play anymore, but uh yeah, good stuff back in the day.
0: So my teams that I've taken, and I'll go in chronological order, three die brawl of twenty fifteen. I took the Karak Osnia Goldstruck. There was a play on Wizard of Oz because we just went to the Wizard of Oz tournament in Wichita previously to that. Well, oh, okay. Um then the Slobberknocker twenty seventeen, uh I took the Karak Moreland Storm Because that was Storm Ravens is what I was doing for that year for the Moracle Cup. Uh Carnage Cup twenty eighteen took Karak, Car Carnag, Death Rockets. And then twisted lord, this year I took the gray mountain morning stars, and first year, three die brawl, most frustrating freaking tournament experience might I might ever have had. <laughs> um, first game I lost a chance with his Amazons, and it's horrible losing to Amazons with Dwarves. And then oh, I won it's the a terrible n- matchup. Oh yeah, and then I won the next three games, and what did I get for it? Well, I came in second place overall. And you know what I got for that? Nothing.
1: Uh, Because they did top table as whoever was at the top top table. table Top table, and
0: then whoever had the most points after that, which was Brian, too. Wow. And yeah, I came in second, and I got nothing.
1: I played the dwarves at that same three die block, or three die brawl in 2015, and. I had a pretty terrible time. I went uh, one win, one tie, and two losses, and one of those ties was against a goblin team who rolled <laughs> lights out, and I rolled like crap, and like I struggled to tie that game. Yeah, and i I remember stalling to take the tie because I didn't want to give him one or two plays to throw a guy because I couldn't score in that much time because he was he beat the crap out of me. So like, yeah, it was pretty frustrating.
0: So that was three zero and one. In, at Slobberknocker, I went 2-1-1. One and one. At Carnage Cup, I went 1-1-2. One, one and two. And then we'll talk about Twisted Lords coming up.
1: So you played them three times previously?
0: Mm-hmm. Three uh, wins, two wins, one win. And I think then you're the
1: dwarf week. guy, not me. <laughs> I mean, oh, I that, played them...
0: At Slobberknocker, I did get Best Sportsman. That was the only time I've gotten that. Oh, and cool. um And I think I came in third overall, but it was nothing for it.
1: I'm looking here. It looks like I played uh, at a Spiky Cup. I played dwarves uh, just for two games. So somebody must have dropped, and yeah, I had to drop as well. It happens. So anyway, yeah, we'll talk about the uh, fun of. Twisted Lord's kind of second. Should, do
0: we have anything else to talk I, about, I, or should I, we get I, to it? What's up? Do we have anything else to chat about, or should we just go ahead and no, get No, I it? mean,
1: once again, I, I love all the dwarf models. I love the fluff behind them. I love, you know, they're the kind of people who brought Blood Bowl into the Blood Bowl world. Um, they're kind of cranky old men. I mean, that's part of their fluff, too, you know? <laughs> yeah. With a book of grudges and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I just, I think I'm closer to a uh, Chaos Dwarf guy more than a Dwarf guy. Oh, definitely. Sure. I like It gives you some mobility and some options for stuff. Yeah. I mean, would dwarves work? They work wonderful. But when they don't work... Well... Do they? Yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay. All right. There's nothing more to add here. There's no excuse if you play dwarves not to have some type of fluff. They're easy to get behind and find that stuff. Oh, yeah. Tons of stuff out there. And if you already have a team and you want a coach model... There is a tremendous amount of with the, I guess it's Age of Sigmar models Mm -hmm. and everything out there that you don't have an excuse not to have a cool coach model or cheerleader or whatever. And
0: Bugman's Brew and all that type of
1: stuff. Yeah, great stuff. So, yeah, we can wrap this up and we can come back and talk about the fun that was Twisted LordsCon 2021.
0: Okay, and now we're going to talk about, as Scott said previously, the fun of Twisted Lords Con 2021. And, to be fair, this was put on by our buddy uh, Tony Radford. Well, I guess the event was put on, the Blood Bowl tournament was put on, not the whole event, even though he helped.
1: Yeah, so this is... um, However that works out. this, This is the second time I think we've been to, like, a con that was holding a Blood Bowl tournament, which I know a lot of people go to Gen Con and stuff like that, so you've already experienced this. But I think the only other time was when me and you went up to uh, Wichita. There was like a con going on.
0: Yeah, Flying Monkey Con.
1: uh, Flying Monkey Con, that's it. Yeah, GT or whatever it's called. Yeah,
0: Um, Michael and I went one year without you, didn't we? Uh, Maybe. Because I remember Michael and I... Possibly. Or you went up and... No, I remember Michael and I stayed together. Cause he got drunk. It was funny.
1: Oh, Michael drunk. He got drunk. Name. Um, and then <laughs> I went to. Tr- yeah, okay, I've been to two. I've been to two cons where you get to play Blood Bowl in the con. You might have been to more.
0: I've been to two others. One when Tim came up that one time. We went to the one at the Saddleback. You know. Okay. Gl- and then that was fun. It was weird. It's always weird going on going to tournaments not run by people who actually know how to run Blood Bowl events. That makes sense. And then mm-hmm. after our first tournament, Chaos Cup, that long ass trip, being super tired, the very next weekend I went to that mini con that was in Midwest City, yeah, uh, Twister Con or oh. whatever, and it was supposed to be a Blood Bowl tournament. I'm like, I need to go, so meet people, see what they're doing. It was me and one other dude.
1: I remember that. Did you win?
0: I don't even know. We played oh, they one game count that
1: towards your nav.
0: No, I don't think so. Oh man. And then, be... yeah, I don't even know what I took, honestly, <laughs> um, but I've won a how... couple of teams off that because they had a raffle for some painted teams and I won like two teams. I think
1: that's right. You kind of wasted your time on that, but you ended up with a lot of free stuff. So.
0: Yeah. That I gave away. So <clears throat> all comes around.
1: Yeah. That's cool. Um, so this was an event that you had to pay, you know, you could get a, a weekend pass to go to this con or you could we, me and Steve chose the one day pass and we paid early. It was $22 to get in and $5 to um, play the participate event. In, play in the event. Yep. Uh, T- Tony Radford had um, the con, I think itself, and I could be wrong is sponsored by the guy from Warlord Games, mm-hmm. the guy who owns Warlord Games. Our trophy, The trophies that were there said Warlord Games on there. He also had some miniatures from Grebo. Is that correct?
0: Yes, Grebo sent some
1: swag. Uh, he had a Blood Bowl pitch that was part of the swag. He had some miniatures. He had uh, a full team by Grebo Games. So uh, pretty cool for his first event to have that. Yeah. Um, um, there was... What can we say about that? So... Let's talk about Twisted Lords Con itself, because I know there's people out there like Michael Lewis. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was just going to say, if Michael Lewis would have blown his whole wad of cash there. And... So
1: it was it was a pretty cool event, but it was for... At one point, Steve goes, it feels weird being part of the younger crowd. And we're in our 40s. <laughs> now, here's my description of it, and, and I mean no ill will in any way, shape, or form. No. It felt like these were a lot of games that I'm not familiar with that maybe were a lot popular, maybe even some of them back from the 70s and 80s.
0: Yeah, for sure. This was type of games that you would have found in a random game store in the early 80s, late 70s, all those type of games where, you know, it's...
1: They it's had a giant... Battles. And, yeah. And I mean a giant... Circus Maximus I think is the right proper game from like 1973 where the guy I I guess the original game was on like a a paper map Mm -hmm. and you had little chits to represent the chariots and stuff but this guy made a giant one it was beautiful it was awesome and and he had chariots painted and he I don't know if they even it cost people to pay Uh, that guy was just happy to run it I don't really know what was going on there was dice being rolled and chance and I know at some point people would go bet and say, if you kill this guy who's in the lead, I'll give you $20. And they'd throw it in the pile in the middle and everybody would scream and holler. It looked like it was actually fun. Yeah. there was about Uh, 20 people playing it, but you know. Yeah, there was a ton of people (laughs) playing it. And to show you how long, it started between rounds two and three at our tournament, and it was still going on after a Blood Bowl game and awards. So they probably played every bit of three or four hours that game. Uh, there was board games there. If you were a board gamer and you wanted to go play some Blood Rage or some, you know, Splendor or stuff like that, so and there was families there playing that. But it looked like there was Bolt Action. I think mm-hmm. I'm saying it correctly. Yeah, there was right? a Bolt, bolt action, action
0: tournament going on. There was,
1: and I don't know what that means or if that's a game system. It's a
0: game it by uh, Warlords.
1: Okay, so it is actually a game system. Bolt mm-hmm. Action is the yep. game. Uh I know Michael is into that where you take an army from World War Two and you face another army and they had that there. They had um they had a lot of games with boats and ships and you know, moving this miniature this way and doing some combat. They had some ones doing it looked like World War One type airplanes.
0: Oh, there like, was everything, yeah. If Crimson if,
1: Skies, maybe mm-hmm. maybe that was it, something like that. If
0: I wasn't broke just like- Broke as a dog. I would have been buying just random games just for fun. It's like five bucks, here you go, five bucks, here you go.
1: They did have like a swap meet where you could pay five bucks for a table and then they had a whole bunch of games. And Steve's right. There was some older games but they looked like they were in good condition. I just didn't yeah. have any money. And I ended I probably... up buying Go ahead. Oh, I was to say I ended up only buying Like a little tray that you can kind of punch out of wood for like components for other games is all I got to purchase. And
0: I probably would have never played the games that I would have bought. But I would have bought them just to have them on the shelf or something.
1: Yeah, you like collecting that stuff anyway. Yeah, I think
0: it's just, it's cool ephemera to have old
1: games. I can't remember the game I played. We played it at Michael's birthday years back when he lived in Tulsa. It was some old game that I didn't want to. The Cold War one? Yeah, it was, I didn't want to play it. And it ended up being actually like, it doesn't look good. But it played really well, and it was a really fun game. So I'm sure some of those were there, too. And there was some Wild guy... West game. Oh, yeah. Those looked cool. It, the best way I can describe it is it looked like Shadows of Brimstone without the shadows. It looked like it was a skirmish well, game was, where yeah. you were just gunslingers and stuff. It's
0: Mordheim Wild West.
1: Okay, that, that's a better probably way to explain it.
0: And the I, what I thought was interesting is there was a horror novelist who was trying to sell some game that he wrote. It was a It's a D10 system. Like, okay. Um,
1: yeah, that guy made his own uh, role-playing game. It's
0: like, cool, but I have no interest. And then one person, because they had vendors, had Queen's Gambit for Star Wars. And if you know anything about that, that is a super rare game, highly collectible, supposed to be a ton of fun to play. And how much did he want for it, Scott?
1: Um, he really did give me a price, Steve. <laughs> he said he doesn't want to take just $100 for it. But uh, if somebody offered him like $600, he would take it. Look,
0: I know I know. on eBay, it's like, you know, if someone offered me $600, I'd take it. But, I mean, I'm not going to take $100. Well, what's your bottom dollar? Uh, I mean...
1: Yeah, I tried to play up that, like, I have a friend who buys yeah. old games... And I said, so what's your bottom dollar? I'm going to take a picture and send this to him. And he's like, well, I'd have to talk to him. And I thought, all right, bro, you don't really want to sell it. Yeah. And then I walked back through and I said, there's all the parts in that game. And he couldn't confirm that everything was there.
0: Like it should be, but I mean, if it'd make him feel better, we can go through and count it before he buys it. I'm like, yeah, if I putting that much money down.
1: Now, I've never played that game, but it's the- supposed to be good. I've heard so many people talk about how it's a grill game. I, I really wanted to buy it, and luckily, oh, yeah. I didn't have any. I didn't really have any money, so.
0: Well if it was I like was 100 a hundred bucks or fifty bucks, we would have found the money, but.
1: Oh, if it was a less than a hundred fifty, I would I would have pulled money out of savings and yeah, bought the game. Yeah, of course, but without playing it, I don't know what I was exactly getting. So, let's but, talk Blood Bowl.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say overall, the event was very cool, very neat to see. Ran into a lot of cool vendors and nice people, so that was awesome. Then the event again. I
1: didn't see any. Did you see any real quick? Did you see like Magic the Gathering or anything like that? I saw like role-playing games and like little war games, but nothing. No, nothing magic or anything. Okay. I I didn't either. And what was, what would you say? There was eight vendors there maybe? Uh, They had 14. 14. Okay. So you actually got a real number.
0: Yeah. They were planning for eight, but then like 14 wanted to go and they're like, yeah, sure. Come on.
1: One guy had a really cool Judge Dread setup, and I yeah. don't have the time or probably shouldn't waste my money just to play like a miniature skirmish game of Dredd, Judge Dread. But man, he almost had me sold on that thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we played. Tournament comes and it's starting pretty late because they had to wait for Bolt Action because a couple of people playing Bolt Action wanted to play. So what time did it start? Three.
1: So, officially, it started at 3 o'clock. From what I understand, the bolt-action tournaments usually are three rounds. There was at least, I think, three to four guys that were down from Missouri. They wanted to do both. So, Tony made sure the tournament started at 3 to compensate for it. And good thing he
0: did. I mean...
1: From what I heard, like the guy who normally runs three rounds ran four this year, and he didn't give a crap about the other event going on. But <laughs> right, that that's between them, and we'll let that be. Um, yeah.
0: But yeah, you're right. A lot of people came from Missouri. A lot of people came from out of state. So I think we might have been the only Oklahoma
1: people. Yeah, let's talk about that really quick. If you are listening to this and you are in the state of Oklahoma and you whine that there's no blood bowl leagues, or you really want to play blood bowl. And I get it with COVID and everything, people don't have money. So if, if money wasn't the excuse, where were you? Because once again, we know this because we run Oklahoma Bowl and we get 50 to 60 people and only like you know 2% of them are from Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, there was 10 people at this tournament and two, two, me and Steve, were from Oklahoma. You should be ashamed if you're listening to this. If you play in our league and, you know, you had the money, you should be ashamed that you didn't come.
0: Yeah, it's like um, us, Missouri, Texas, and I think that was it.
1: Yeah, I think there was uh, there was at least, I want to say five from Missouri, but I'm not 100% sure. There was a father-son, I don't know where they were from. Missouri. There was one from Texas. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, every, all the other states showed us up, pretty much.
0: Not saying much, um, it is Oklahoma. Come on. No,
1: no. Uh, I'm going to say a few things here. It's going to sound like being critical, but I'm going to express my opinion because I'd like to give feedback to other people who are running tournaments. Um, Tony had 12 people pay 10 showed up. So that is normal. That goes with everything we always say, no matter how many people say they're going to come. There's always a few that don't. There's always somebody who pays and doesn't show up Uh, Two. I think the timing was terrible um, now, maybe, maybe it was good for Tony. Cause he knew that most of his players, because me and you, I think we're the only two guys that didn't go to twisted Lords con all weekend. Right. I think we are the only one day pass guys. Um, there was two guys from Texas. There was a guy from Lubbock too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot about that. Um, So maybe he knew his crowd better than I do, but here's my thinking for those people out there who might be in the same situation as Tony, where you're trying to, you know, make some people happy and make other people's happy. Um, I think he might've got a better response if the tournament maybe started at 10 o'clock. And here's why people could drive in from Missouri or the state of Kansas Or Texas, and leave their house and leave their wife and kids at six thirty a.m. Yep, drive to the event, play in the event. It's only three rounds, and theoretically, they can drive back home and get home by like midnight or before, and they don't have to pay money for a hotel to stay overnight. Right,
0: but realistically, he knows his audience better because we were the only ones that did that. Okay, Eight, eight other people were there for the other tournaments, so yeah,
1: it makes sense what he did. I'm going to challenge him on maybe next year trying a different time to see if his response is different. And that's all part of like running tournaments is you've got to like see what kind of works and then try something different. Another thing that he tried. So before we go into like our results and what we did, his rules were very plain Jane. And I mean the most plain Jane tournament I've ever been to in my life. It was like starting a league with 1 million credits or gold pieces and that's what you played with no, the whole d- tournament.
0: Can't complain too much. We've done that. We did that the, would... the yeah the, when twenty twenty first came out the first tournament, as far as we understand uh, in Oklahoma or whatever. Um, oh, that little small tournament. Yeah, at Wizards. That right. It was three rounds. It was base one million. I think we gave people a skill every round.
1: I think but that's it, what we did. But it we wasn't gave a much. Skill every round. It, no, you're right. It wasn't much, and I th- it might have even been like a random player gets a, a, ra- a skill. Right. Um, I'm not faulting him for it. I like his thinking. He thought, and he was hopeful that people would walk by and see Blood Bowl and go, hey, what's this? And mm-hmm. they'd say, oh, it's Blood Bowl. And they go, well, I'd like to try this later. And he gets brand new people to do that. Um, nobody there at the tournament was new. I mean, they might have not played a lot of tournaments, but they all knew Blood Bowl and they owned their own miniatures and everything else. So I think maybe to maybe get some people to drive three hours, you might need to give them a little bit more than just plain Jane skills.
0: No, maybe. I mean, it's his uh, call, but I I hated it. I mean, I don't like. If
1: this was in Dallas and this started at three o'clock, I don't know if I would have went to it. This was in my backyard.
0: I might have because Greg's down there, but that's it. Okay. But again, I don't know. But yeah, the just the plain vanilla, and that's part of the reason we took Dwarves. is we felt like, since it's plain vanilla 1 million, you've got to take teams that are skilled up already. And so, we thought, hey, we were going to talk about Dwarves anyways, let's go ahead and take Dwarf teams and see how it goes.
1: Exactly. Let, let's talk. I got. I took a picture of the teams listed there. Let me see if I can find that really quick. Dwarf, dwarf, you chaos, can... dwarf, Amazon, <laughs> Amazon, orc, so, orc. So, so when we talked about this, um, you know, I said the drawback of not having any skills is you might keep people from playing certain teams. Like if you had a Nurgle team you know you're going to face people with skills and just the difference of having three skills or even one skill per round added to your team mm-hmm. might encourage you to to play that. Let's see. we had a regular orc team. They come with four blitzers that have block. We had a, a human team. Same thing. Comes with some skills. Some sure hands. Some, some block. We had two dwarf teams. Me and you. I actually liked your team name, by the way. Um, I you know, we don't see eye to eye on team names sometimes, but you had the Gray Mountain Morning Stars, and I don't even know if Gray, Gray Mountain's a real thing, it but is. I liked it.
0: Yeah, it's in the uh,
1: We had two Amazon teams, and we know they are stacked and packed with a lot of dodge, and four blitzers that have block and dodge. Uh, let's see, we had another Orc team, so there was actually two of those there. We uh, another human team, so two of those there. We had an Elf team; they come with skills, and then we had a Chaos Dwarf team, which is pretty good from the starting gate too you have a little bit of dwarves um i originally was gonna try to take uh old world alliance same here then when we started talking about our next segment being dwarves and we're doing it late anyways uh, i you can blame me (laughs) i'm sorry steve and i say that right now to everybody (laughs) i'm sorry i talked you into going through the pain of dwarves with me because I was like, I think I'm just going to do Dwarves. And you are like, well, I think I'm still going to do Old World. And I was like, you should do Dwarves because we're going to talk about it. And then you finally went with me, and I'm really sorry about
0: Yeah, so I'll just jump into my results real fast. Round one, I go up against Chaos Dwarves. And I had two casualties against me.
1: Let's talk, wait, stop and, right there. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about our builds. We actually made two different teams. Did we? I guess Without so. talking about it. Yeah. You took 11 players exactly. Mm-hmm, two I think you got two rerolls. Yep. And I took 12 players and one reroll. Mm-hmm. So. But
0: well, I mean, I have high armor. Obviously, that's going to work.
1: And my theory is, is you never take 11 people because they never stay on the pitch. And He um... was
0: breaking my armor every <laughs> single time that I went down. It was crazy. It was annoying. No knockouts. But. He got two casualties on me. I couldn't do jack. All Lost two to nothing.
1: Dwarves and are really bad when you don't have numbers. Round two, ended up playing you. Oh, whoa, whoa. Let's stop. Oh. So in round one, I played against one of the Amazon teams. Oh, yeah. I played Aaron, a uh, guy from Springfield. Good player. We His met him at Mystery Bowl. Him. And... Um, I didn't, he sits down and he's like, oh God, I'm playing dwarves. And I'm saying, oh God, I'm playing Amazons. I said, I hate this matchup. And he's like, why? And I said, I know it's the obvious uh, rock versus you know, scissors matchup. I said, but I don't thrive well in these matchups. Right. <laughs> and sure enough, um, I got to admit during this game, I realized I don't know shit about the new rules even though i read that book seven (laughs) months ago because at one point i was dodging into a tackle zone and i was a little bit lost on exactly what i needed to roll because i was trying to plus one minus one and i realized at that point and then he threw a pass and i realized like with the wildly inaccurate and the only the one is a natural fumble i forgot a lot of stuff um you know, we had the Prayers and Nuffle table. We used the exhibition table for the, the, the tournament. Um, it was all a little bit different and weird during this game. Um, yeah, I, sw- I screwed
0: up on our kickoff table for the six with the cheering fans. I forgot I gave you a roll on the Prayers and Nuffle, uh-huh. nuffle table, so I just gave us a re-roll.
1: I was going the same path So that game was a big time Like oh crap this is not This is not my blood bowl this is the new blood bowl Even though it's kind of the same Mm -hmm. Um, To sum it up like the first five turns He got the ball The first five turns All I did was pick up dwarves off the ground And blitz with one And I'm not telling you he dodged away And I couldn't get hits He just hit me down every effing time yeah his dice were hot during that first half uh he scored eventually i kind of forced him to score a, i put him in a situation where he's gonna have to make all these dice rolls and he made every dang one of them so mm-hmm. like it's what happens I, I learned too that dwarves get outrun pretty easy so prepare for that so that was a part of learning um despite being some hot dice and me having i felt like some kind of cold dice because i didn't hurt many people I think he would yeah. beat me. Oh, way. I caused He's, no I, casualties. He he was just a he he outplayed me. No bones about it. He just outplayed me. It didn't help my stupid like dwarf the first time three times picking up the ball would yeah. fumble every time with sure hands and it pissed me off. But and to be fair, anyways, he is
0: a really good coach. So.
1: No, he is and he was hoping just for a tie. And secretly in my head knowing that this is my first game, especially like right off the bat realizing I don't know the new rules. I was like Jesus I hope we get a tie because I'll be really happy with that mm-hmm. um, I ended up doing two casualties that game so then we go to we go to lunch
0: and we had weird. the slowest frickin' lunch in the world
1: we had oh my god it was we the went whole to situation was Santa
0: terrible. Fe steakhouse which again it's not a great steakhouse if you don't have them you're fine not having them it's kind it was just there and we got a steak because it sounded good.
1: And and we sat out. by some redneck trash people oh, God. who wanted to flirt with the, the bartender waitress lady, and she was not having anything of it. And I they ain't wearing no guys, mask
0: at all. I ain't going to wear no mask. I can't show this pearly smile without the mask.
1: They were flirting hardcore, and they were really upset that she wasn't buying into their bullcrap, but oh, we'll God. just end it there. Yeah. We came back found out we had to play each other. Dwarves on Dwarves. You talk about playing Dwarves and being bored by you, you playing them? It's really boring when it's dwarves versus dwarves.
0: Wasn't boring for you,
1: Mister? No.
0: Get three freaking casualties on
1: me! I think within like the first five turns.
0: Yeah, by turn six, I was down to eight people.
1: And at that point, I knew unless uh, some miracle happened, <laughs> you were dead in the water because I could outnumber you. And you to know, be fair, keep...
0: like my first game, I was doing fine at the beginning. And then he took his bull centaurs onto to one side. So he was pressed all the way over to one side. I had the ability. I had the ball. Dwarf runner just had to make one dodge into an empty square. And then a handoff to a blitzer. And then the blitzer just had to run the five squares. And he could not have caught me for at least two turns. Period. Because I could have put people in the way. He would have to blitz, blah, 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 whatever. He could not have caught me. And I failed the dodge with a reroll. Like, other than that, I you know I was in it in the beginning of that first game. The second game, nothing. Just oh. Scott's rolling 11s. No kidding. First five rolls off of his dice were 11 or 10. Yeah, we're, or this 12. is going to be a
1: theme how, even though I got two late casualties against the Amazons, that didn't matter. But in your game, super mattered. I, I rolled oh, lights yeah. out. Um, yeah, three casualties. Long story short, I won to, two to nothing. We were done way early because me and Steve, you know, no, one you're play. playing dwarves, all you do is <laughs> move and hit, move and hit really quick. <laughs> Steve war. didn't guys. So.
0: Yeah, with no guys, it's real fast. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, and your turn.
1: So we walked the con a little bit, and then we came back. And, and then, then
0: my third round, I played Perrin, who is Aaron's son.
1: What's his name? Perrin. It is Perrin. Yeah, P-E-R-R-I-N. Oh my gosh, I thought his name was Aaron and somebody no. was saying it wrong.
0: No, um, we I played against him up again at Mystery Bowl up in um, I... in uh, frickin' Missouri. Springfield. Springfield. And shout out to Metagames because they're all from there. Great store. If you're in Springfield, go check them out. Uh, however, I played him there. He's a great kid. He's I hated this whole freaking tournament. And that game I lost three to nothing and I against orcs. Black orcs, I believe, because I had biggins.
1: No, those are just regular orcs.
0: So regular. I played regular orc team. They had biggins. And they he, he destroyed me. He had two casualties against me. He won three Both to nothing. Hm? Oh, yeah, both he, runners. Yes, he took out both, both runners. runners. So, again, uh, um, I couldn't do anything. He's still breaking armor. And I still had fun because he's a good coach and he's a fun kid. You know, it's one of those things, like, at this point, I'm like, I don't really care. Let's just get this shit done. I want to go home. But
1: I still had <laughs> I fun. I thought you were winning that game oh, because God. I looked over and you were like, actually, yeah, it looked like you were having a good time. So I, I did have a
0: good time. And that that's the thing. You, I'm not saying anything bad about you or the other guy. Both great guys. But at some point where you get to where you're like, I- I'm just done. It helps to have someone who's just like, okay, well, let's have fun.
1: Right. But
0: yeah, so my tournament, I lost all three games. I gave up seven casualties and <laughs> seven touchdowns. I made a joke, and I, I believe this. Because my girlfriend asked how things went and she went to the spirit fair that was underneath because was two levels at this convention center and right. they had a spirit fair. All oh, that jazz. And I said, you know what? You did better at the tournament than I did. She's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I go, well, you got zero touchdowns. You got zero wins. You got zero casualties. But you know what? You didn't give up seven touchdowns. And you didn't give up seven casualties. So you did better than I did. Wow. Everyone you're, you're listening not. here did better than I did at that tournament.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't because you played bad.
0: Yeah, I don't know about just,
1: that. Well, I don't <laughs> think you did bad things. It's hard to Dwarves <laughs> playing with elves with eight people, no problem. Yeah. Playing with dwarves with eight people, big time problem.
0: Yeah, and again, that first game, should I have probably gone slower? Yeah, I probably could have, but he was a good coach, and he has Chaos Dwarves, so he could cage up on me pretty easy and get the mobility and m- keep me from scoring, so I took my shot. The shot didn't work. I'm fine with that.
1: It sucked, but, you know. Yeah, uh, my game three, I played uh, Andy, which I believe is the son of the guy that had the Chaos Dwarves at the tournament. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Pretty nice guy. He's pretty intense like I was. We were both sitting there like really thinking. I I really felt by this time I felt like game three was my best game of playing wise. Like not over committing being patient not re-rolling early when you only have one re-roll. I felt like I started to get into the zone with these dwarves which makes sense since it's been so long since I've played or played dwarves. Um, He had an orc team uh, the biggins did give me some problems. Um, I I was surprisingly very, very patient. And uh, I let kind of like, you know, like how the good blood bowl coaches do. You just do what you need to do and try not to roll a whole lot of dice and let somebody else kind of flub up and make a mistake, you know, by rolling dice. And, um, you know, the Amazons had no problem knocking down my dwarfs with block. The biggins... And the other orcs did, um, which led to like a string of things that happened. And I eventually got to the ball carrier, tackled him. He got the ball again. I tackled him again. I ended up scoring in the first half, even though I kicked it to him. So I was kind of like in a good spot. Now I did not get any casualties this game, but I did get three KOs in the first half, which is huge. And I chose to stall, take a chance and stall out for the very last turn. So I would score in my last turn and only give him a chance to reroll his KOs once. Yeah. Uh, None of them came out. So I was very happy with that. So I had numbers against a a orc team and that's where dwarves want to be. And then uh, the second half, I just kind of drove down and drove down and, I eventually scored when I knew that there was like really no chance for him to come back and nothing miracle could happen. I think I I gave him like two plays, but by this time I knocked out two more of his guys and uh, he tried to recover them after I scored and he only recovered one. So he was one out of eight, which is crazy. And who would, who would know that like casualties didn't win me that game. Knockouts did. Um, He actually knocked out a couple of my dwarves, but thick skull saved my butt. Um, so, so he that didn't nice. knock him out. So he technically didn't knock them out. If yeah. They were normal people, right? Oh, yeah. I did get um,
0: two knockouts that whole tournament. So that was something.
1: That's crazy. So I ended the tournament two and one. I don't know where I finished overall. If I had to guess, it would have been third or fourth. I don't know what other people's records were. Right. I know, and I know I didn't finish one or two. Um, but I did get the uh, most casualties award.
0: You got most casualties, thanks to me. Perrin got most touchdowns, thanks to me. Uh, second place got second place, thanks to me. First place got first place, thanks to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, it all went through both down. Uh, so the winner of the tournament that weekend was uh, Aaron from Springfield with the Amazon team. And from what I understand, as bad as I felt like I didn't give him a good game at all for game one, I, it sounded like he kicked the crap out of the the. The Chaos Dwarf team. Like like had a bunch of casualties and everything. I heard it was it sounded bad. Now I don't know everybody thinks it's bad even when you get beat one nothing, but it it sounded like it was like pretty much over, not too far in. And anyways, congratulations to Aaron for winning a a Blood Bowl tournament at Twisted Lords Con. I don't know what to officially call this. Is it Twisted Lord's Bowl? Is it Twisted Lords Con Bowl? Like I don't I don't know. Um Tony needs to come up with a name for this. And it doesn't even have to be like, it could be Warlord Bowl since they're the sponsor. Yeah. I mean, it could be anything. I don't know. It's it's hosted at Twisted Lords Con, but it could be named anything, Tony. So if you're listening, you could start a tradition and, you know, rename this thing or call it the Twisted Lords Bowl.
0: Or maybe it is called that and we just haven't paid attention.
1: I don't, I wonder what it was in the nav.
0: Overall, I had fun. Did I have a great time? No, I'm not going to tell you I did. I played like crap. I got treated like a redheaded stepchild on the side of the road. Just kicked to the curb and run over a few times. Um, but it was nice getting back to play Blood Bowl. It felt really long, but I think that was because
1: it was late. It did feel very long. And I think that's because I got up at like seven o'clock and, mm-hmm. you know, did everything basically a full work day. Yeah. And then at three o'clock went over there and played blood bowl. I was very tired at the time. And I told you this and I said, I've been playing so many board games and trading card games that I wasn't really having fun. Like I used to. And I told you like, yeah. maybe we need a league. So this would have been more fun for me. It's, I even said that after getting the award. Like I still didn't have like super amount of fun. Maybe Blood Bowl's not my thing anymore.
0: Yeah, we both talked it, like, you know, maybe we're just done and we'd do something else.
1: As time has happened between the weekend and today that we're recording, I think I was wrong. I think I I think that tournament did more for me than what I really thought. Yes. Because I've even heard people say, Oh, you seem a little you seem chipper today and you must have had a good weekend and all this stuff. And I was thinking, huh, and maybe I did have more fun than I wanted. Maybe I was more pissed at myself for not (laughs) rereading the rule book beforehand.
0: Yeah. We were both very apprehensive about the tournament because we did not read the rule book beforehand. I did provide you uh, print offs of all the new rules and stuff that I'm guessing you didn't look
1: at. I did not, sir, but thank you (laughs) for doing the right thing. Um, I mean, I told you at any moment, I was like, if you ever need to leave or, I also had my kids at home. So that was a part of it. Like, I don't like going to tournaments when my kids are around because I only see them half the time. And this one was in our backyard. So I was always worried about that. Uh, But as time has gone on, I also I think. I, really, I think it really was good for me to get out to a con, yeah. even though I didn't have 200 extra bucks to spend money. Because
0: yeah, I was gonna say just getting to the event, getting to see the convention, getting to hang out. I mean, you and I having lunch. We haven't done that in a while.
1: No, so, I mean, just the that, whole that, thing. That included was part of it. And looking back, I think it was good. Now, maybe in the moment, I was tired because yeah. I was I was exhausted by the time that tournament started. Oh yeah, and I was grumpy and. Do I want to play dwarves again in a tournament? <laughs> no. Probably not. Will I? Probably because I'll somehow glorify that I need to play them or I'll get a team painted and think I need to try them out again. Maybe or skills
0: or stars, different tournament setup, you know?
1: Um, that would be my other thing. If Tony wants to keep this simple and just have a Blood Bowl tournament there that he doesn't have to worry about all the skill interactions or anything, maybe. Do skill um, packs. I- I- <laughs> Well, there is, but they're basic skills. They're not like... Yeah,
0: just do something. I don't care. Just
1: Even if, packs, he let star, if he would have let star players yeah. into this... Like, I even looked at Snotlings until I realized, like, oh, I can't take stars. Oh, that's not so fun. And so.
0: it's Blood Bowl's not a game where you have to have those star figures. It's not like I can't play with someone because I didn't go to Forge World and get it and get it painted. If I want to use Jordell Fresh Breeze, I can just use you know, whatever stupid model I want and put a ring around and go, here you go. It's Jordel. Okay. Yeah. Is it painted? So, yeah. Okay.
1: I would suggest looking at the rule set and just changing it some, and he doesn't have to listen to us at all. <laughs> but now that he's done his first one and got that, you know, kind of got his willy wet, mm-hmm. as they say, <laughs> what he got his Is that the right term? What's your, you willy? Your willy. Yeah. What's your willy? What's your willy? Anyways, since he got some tournament, experience under his belt now he can kind of expand on that yeah um, or
0: next year if he wants one of us to run it okay whatever
1: <laughs> so what do we have six different teams total at this tournament which is if that actually it's not terrible being 10 teams no I, I, I thought we'd see Norris too to be honest so. I was
0: I thought about it but no I had to play dwarves and I'm, I'm sorry but yeah it just it's just amazing to look at three wins two wins one win no wins damn it I can't go no. negative
1: this has been my best tournament with dwarves, going two and one.
0: Damn.
1: Wow. I'm terrible. And all, all my friends would say, Scott's a dwarf coach. He just cages and does this. And it's like, I don't think I'm a cage coach. I think I'm a moving, like, wall coach. I need guys it's who like, can dodge away. and do So, games.
0: like, a wall in front and a wall on side and a wall in back on the other side? Yeah, I like making so like the a box. net of, ta- like a-
1: of tackle zones, not necessarily this cage. Thing, oh, okay. So.
0: It's not a pyramid scheme. It's just, it's not multi-level marketing. It's, you know, it's it's not (laughs) a pyramid pyramid scheme, scheme. it's multi-level. You know, like, you know, the big levels on bottom, then the smaller level,
1: and the smaller level, just like, you know, a pyramid. According to the NAF, once this tournament goes in officially, which hasn't gone in yet, I will have played 59 tournaments. Wow. That's kind of crazy. Okay. Well. Anyways. Anyways, that wraps up Twisted Lords Con. We'll Hopefully, in- we'll see more Oklahoma people next year when he runs this. Yep. And I hope it falls on a weekend I don't have my children because I wouldn't actually maybe, I'm not saying I would for sure, but I sure, there's a few games that I wouldn't mind having a demo of because now after we left the con, I'm like, I wonder what that cowboy gunfighter game was like. I yeah. wonder what that was like. I wonder what the Circus Maximum's like. So, I kind of feel like I missed out.
0: I'm sure we'll have someone tell us.
1: All right. Anyways, we'll be back with some shout-outs.
0: This brings us to the solemn end of another show. The mournful, woeful time that everyone should reflect and take some quiet piety and think about the things that we would call shout-outs think i think you cut yourself out did i i think you did it so loud or something your computer's like nope i'm not doing that shout
1: out okay that's fine (laughs) i'm sorry yeah we we are doing this from two different locations so the quality kind of sucks compared to the last few we're sorry we're reworking stuff to yeah. get together. So uh, due to
0: extenuating circumstances, my office is no more, and I've had to relocate all my Blood Bowl stuff and the office stuff into my bedroom, which is very cramped.
1: So, I, I bet. But that's okay. Do you have any shout out, Steve, or you want me to go first? Um, First off,
0: I'll give a shout-out to David Norcross. He just started listening. He's sent an email talking about he's listening from the past, so... It'll oh. be a while before he hears this, I'm sure. Well, uh, hello from
1: the future. <laughs> he was from the present when you listen to this.
0: He was talking about where he was at in the podcast and he made mention of some star player stats or something. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, that doesn't oh. ring a bell to me at all.
1: I must mean, mean that we were making up star players back in the early days. Yeah. I mean, it, it happens. That's cool, though. Yeah. I'm glad People still are downloading... Even the new episodes, some days it shocks me. <laughs> I understand. That's funny. In that round three, I was, we were setting it up, and I was going through my positional markings, and Andy, the guy there, is like, dude, your voice sounds really familiar. Mm-hmm. Do you do a podcast? It <laughs> sounds like, well, well, yes, I do, sir. Why, then from yes, that I do. I'm, it's funny. Um, I'd was like to Andy give a Adam? shout out. What Was it Andy or Adam? Thought it was Adam. Andy was the brother I played. Oh.
0: Also Ad, he had a, Adam was there too from Texas. So shout Adam out to both from of Texas. them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um I'm going to give a shout out once again to Chance Kirchhoff, the owner of Critical Hit Games in Iowa City, Iowa. If you are in a situation like we are currently where we can't get Blood Bowl dice cuz the the old guard of the stores around here don't seem to know how to order them or they don't want to right? or whatever, um, you can get nice through him. I'm sure he won't mind taking your money. Um, also, does. I'd like to give a shout out to Chris Ham, who's up there in Canada, you know, um, he is running. He reached out to us and asked if he could um, run a tournament for a very special friend of ours named Spoon, or some people know him as Grant, <laughs> Um for our friend Grant up there in Canada Grant recently got married he is uh got a little he's managed to impregnate his wife and um they're going to have a little little baby a little goblin a little halfling little human whatever hopefully <laughs> <And, human>. um,
0: <laughs> it comes out I a halfling d- you're going to have a lot of explaining it to
1: <laughs> and um Chris reached out to us. He said, I know in the past you guys have ran critter bowls, which are like just blood bowl excuses to raise money for the family that's expecting. And of course I gave him my blessing. And I said, the only requirement I need you to do is to call it the next number, you know, to go in numerical order, because like while we've ran three or four of them here, this will be critter bowl number seven. And it's in Waterloo, Ontario, and I'm trying to get the date here if I can find And out. you know,
0: um, we do give Grant a hard time calling him Spoon and that, but honestly, he's one of the nicest guys we know. He's always been a great yeah. guy. We'll stand up, do anything for you. We'll probably do stuff to your butt if he's drunk, but aside from that, he's really <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> butt stuff. Um... I'm going to be real honest. This is the post he made on the NAF website. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Sunday, August 8th. So you might not even have time to see this, but it's already sold out. There's a waiting list, but if you would like to um, donate some money towards Grant and his family or their, their new child, I'm sure he will take donations Um, I'm hoping that Chris decided to use the crazy little balls that we use that are not real broken, but they do add a little flair to the game, and I look forward to hearing from that tournament.
0: Uh, Speaking of charity tournaments, uh, Gareth Wildrum and Thor and everyone from who's involved with Threadball, that's going on again. I'll go ahead and read the blurb. Red Bowl is a Blood Bowl tournament that has raised nearly £40,000 for chosen charities over the last 14 years. Through raffles, auctions, and the event itself, we're proud to say that we're continuing to raise money for worthy causes. This year, all profits will be split between MIND and the Roy Castle Lung Cancer Foundation. We aim to give the best Blood Bowl experience you will ever have, brought to you this year by the Squad Chaos Initiative. Um, The event will take place on the 14th and 15th of August, just outside of Swindon, UK. Six games, family friendly, run by the community. Six games? man. No, it's a week. Excuse me. It's a whole weekend event. That's cool. So they currently have over a hundred donated items in this year's auction. Items ranging from pitches, rare models, loads of dice, dice from tournaments around the globe, other tournament goodies, and of course, Blood Bowl teams from manufacturers, small and large. For more information, you can ask uh, Widrum, as his name's Gaz. Uh, Thor is usually around. Anyone on the Squad Chaos Initiative, you can contact, um, or you can go to thrudball.com dot com, dot com, and yeah, they do amazing stuff. Great guys. Met some of them at the World Cup, and you know, it's always good to do charity stuff. And trust me, it's it's not easy, because we've been running into blocks with ours, and it's very frustrating. So, good on them.
1: Uh, Shout out to the guys in Lubbock, Texas. Um, They are running the Matador Melee 2. Uh, Two years ago, we went to this tournament. Um, They have a little bit different rule set. Not really a different rule set. What's the award? There's an award based on, like, fans yeah, and how the crazy it's based off the crazy fans from the texas tech college that are in that area um i can't remember exactly what that ward's called but i i got it i had the most fans you get like fans for scoring touchdowns and doing casualties and all this stuff anyways it has a nice little element to spice it up and kind of change it um it is on uh, august 14th i believe is the i mean
0: yeah I it, is. it is here. august
1: 14th it's at Stormcrow Games in Lubbock, Texas. It's a
0: nice uh, store. Pretty... It's out in the boonies of Lubbock, obviously. Which... Yeah,
1: we didn't realize like Lubbock was kind of far away. I mean, it's for us, it's farther than going down to Dallas. Yeah, for sure. Um, so hats off even bigger to Dustin and John, who run that tournament, and uh, always drive into Oklahoma Bowl and stuff.
0: Yeah, uh, and it sucks. We might not be able to make it because...
1: Well, I'm going to... First, let me get off all this information here. Uh, so, you can pre-register by August 1st, which if you're probably listening to this... We should have this out the August day before. 1st. We might be able to get this in time if you hurry up and listen to this. And if you listen to this late, it's your fault, not ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's $30 and it's $40 at the door the day of the event. It is worth your time. Like Steve said, the, uh, the venue's nice. John runs a good tournament. I was very impressed with I mean, I'm sure they've ran other games before, but that was the first time I went to a Blood Bowl tournament that they ran. So, uh, good job on them. Get out there, support it. We had a good crowd last time. Everybody had fun. Yeah. No good. jerks, nothing like that. And the store was... Well, Gary
0: was there, very... and you were there. So, there
1: was a couple. Okay, me and Gary was the only jerks <laughs> there. But the store was very supportive on, like, some of the items they gave out. Like, I believe it was a pitch or something that they gave out. And I was like, "Hey, I have this pitch. Is there any way I can exchange it?" And they they did not care at all. No. And if you're looking for teams and stuff at the time, two years ago, they had about every Blood Bowl thing in stock. So, like, if you're traveling to this event and you're like, "I really want to pick up a Wood Elf team," there's probably a good chance that they have that in stock. So, and get if you out there and support
0: them. if you are going, listen to our podcast two years ago. Whatever pizza place we went to, avoid.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. That
0: was a nightmare. It um, was
1: a nightmare. The pizza was pretty good. Maybe get to go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. So also, so, August fourteenth. Did you have something uh, more?
1: Oh, I was just gonna let the guys know here. I was gonna text them later tonight, but maybe I'll let them hear here. I am not going to the tournament. Um, yeah. My daughter's band schedule is probably gonna keep me from some. My band daughter time. has band. Well, she made the marching band team, Steve, and I want to support her during her freshman year and you know
0: i'm going to support my uh, children so they don't just drop out because they hate marching band like i did oh wait
1: that's me that was you i I, I wasn't in marching band and what man Um, she's working her butt off on that but i'm trying to be pretty supportive on this at least through this football season and she has a a big event that opening i guess it's the second day of school and i can stay around here and leave at like 10 o'clock at night and get to the tournament at, or get to Lubbock, Texas at two in the morning, looking up for the tournament, but I'm not going to do that. So I'm just going to choose to stay here and support my daughter and wish the guys in Lubbock best of luck. And I'm kind of heartbroken because I like John and Dustin just oh, hanging out with.
0: Absolutely. And we haven't so. seen him in a long time and
1: no too long, too long.
0: It sucks too, because like my job, I'm a training coordinator now. So I'm actually a very high level position higher than I would think. And, um, yeah it's for ramp up of medicare season and that means things get busier and busier as they go so my classes start i can't go to this then when chaos cup comes around i'll have four classes going concurrently that i'm over and i i don't know if i can go if i do it's going to be like flying out friday night coming back sunday sunday morning
1: that is my only chance for chaos cup um but we will she has an event that weekend too um You know, with COVID stuff kind of spiking back up, you never know what's going to get canceled. So I'm not ruling out Chaos Cup yet. Same. But I would say less than 10% chance to see me this year at Chaos Cup, but you never know what happens. So,
0: yeah. And uh, we'll have Jeffro on next week or next month, whatever it is. Yeah, we're getting Jeffro
1: on next month. So, speaking of that, if you have questions about Chaos Cup or thoughts or comments, and you want to ask Jeffro. We're going to have him on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. And if you're not going to the event, maybe most likely like me, I'm still going to purchase my ticket because <laughs> I don't do anything with those stupid coins. But I love those stupid coins that he mm-hmm. gets for Chaos Cup. And that tradition started with Johnny Palettis and you know Katie did the coins and stuff. I love them. They're awesome. So I want the swag no matter what. Did we do them first?
0: No, they did them first, and then we caught no, them. No,
1: they did them first. Actually, we had that Oklahoma Bowl coin because of we saw how cool yeah. they were from Chaos Cups. And so. it was five years ago. And it was five years ago.
0: <laughs> well, six, really. Um, oh, yeah. And then uh, also August 14th, Matthew Peering wanted us to shout out his tournament. And let me see. Got to look at my notes.
1: This and, is Steve's note-taking song. Yeah,
0: he had to, he had to cancel last year because of, you know what? It's Damn. don't drink the water bowl at Lost Legion Games. I guess it's called the Vault in Vienna, West Virginia, which is on the Ohio-West Virginia border. It's one point one five million gold pieces with GW tearing. Full details. You can check the NAF Talk Fantasy Football or Facebook. Um, He says the trophies will say 2020 as he is not getting new ones. I don't blame him.
1: I really don't blame him either.
0: (laughs) Um, And he's going to go to Chaos Cup. I was like, again, I hope to go, but I can't guarantee. And then the final thing I have, we have the Blood Bowl Painter, which you haven't been to his website. It is thebloodbowlpainter.com. He's putting on a contest. It's a really cool contest, a lot of prizes, um for full details we posted about it a little while ago on Facebook but you can also go there and look. Cool. Anything else Scott?
1: I really don't have anything else. Um to be honest folks, we're having Jeffro on next podcast and we hope to actually start we hope to have him on like next week for us as we're recording now. So hopefully the next episode will actually be early and I don't even know if we're going to you never know with Jeffro where our conversation conversation's going to go. So we haven't picked out a fluff team or anything else to talk about yet. But we might even we might let Jeffro pick one. I don't know. So well, we
0: already did halflings, huh? Said so we already did halflings though.
1: Yeah, He's I mean, cool I, like I team. said, I, I I don't know what else is planned for the next episode except that we're going to have Jeffro on yeah. Jeff Gallen back for Chaos Cup, and um, we'll probably make our rosters if we do go. Yeah, I guess I need to do that either way, just in case. Yeah. I wonder how much it costs to fly right now. Anyways, we don't. It's have about two fifty. I've been. This watching is the part the... of the show where we don't know how to cut it off and we go on tangents. So I'm not going to do that. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Steve, thanks for everything and not quitting uh, <laughs> the tournament and going home because because <laughs> uh, looking back it was a good time. So,
0: anyways, okay. anything else, Steve? That's all I got. So we will see you guys next month. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Real Scott Prime and Steve at Kilowog 2814. If you'd like to email them, the email address is Both Podcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at BothDown.com or at Facebook.com forward slash Both Down. So...